Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, folks, we are back for episode 31 of Off the Edge. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. And today we are continuing our uh, series here. We're going to be previewing the AFC East. So we're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're talking Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, and Bill Belichick because Mac Jones isn't <laughs> in that tier. Uh, <laughs> That's cold. That's cold. I, I know. I know. Hey, he's a pro bowler in his own right. I kind of like him. But anyway, uh, Cam, how you doing, man? Man, doing great. Uh, excited to talk about this group. I know we talked about the AFC before. We talked about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. This group might have the best chance to dethrone them. So will the Patriots be the one to dethrone them? We doubt it, but we'll see, Jake. We'll go into it a little bit today. Uh, but these other teams that we're going to talk about, like you mentioned, the Aaron Rodgers, man, the two if he stays healthy, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting season. So I'm excited to discuss it, man. And then uh, also take the fans through the journey uh, throughout the season as well. So. Absolutely. So we, we got a fun show planned for you guys before we get into it. Just want to let you guys know that bet online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in and sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, Cam, uh, before we start, we do have a, another sponsor that we want to give a shout out to underdog fantasy if you haven't already checked them out you can play fantasy football with us in a best ball format Uh, we're going to be doing some drafts i think in august i think makes a lot of sense we're getting closer to the you know the the league and uh closer to the league year and you know i think it'll be a lot of fun so cam and i will be in those drafts we'll do them with you uh you can win prize money but very important is the promo code off the edge no space off the edge all one word even though it's three words but if you uh put those three together you you put off the edge into underdog fantasy when you go to deposit you'll get a bonus match so all the way up to a hundred dollars so if you put in a hundred you will get two hundred dollars gotta use the code though gotta use the code to get that gotta use the code there there's no other way i'm sorry there's just no and, I, I, and for the fans, I've ne- I've never we talked about in the last episode, Jake. I've never played fantasy football like that before, so I'm excited to learn alongside the group. But I did play professional football, so that expertise he, along with your expertise, he's gaming us. <laughs> he's gaming. Be, he's gonna be like, oh, be. I never played before. The boom, he's gonna win. Uh, <laughs> never so know. Yeah. So use promo code off the edge all all one thing there no spaces off the edge you could also use ote uh that might be easier o t and e um but let's dive into it we got afc east standing projections all right gonna start off with the last place team here we'll we'll talk about it uh so i actually just go from one to four and then we'll just talk about yours and bounce it off um number one i have the jets winning the division number two i got the bills number three i got the dolphins number four i got the patriots 
Uh-huh. I like that. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to come in and make a swoop there? Okay, Jake, for me, I got the I got the Bills. I got the I got the Bills. I got the Dolphins next. Then I got the Jets. Then I got the Patriots. Interesting, interesting. So, since we both have the Patriots at 4, well, this will be easy. Let's talk about the Patriots. Why are they 4? And I'll even throw a burning question in here. All right. I'll flip one on you. All right. So we're going to we're going to talk about the the Patriots, but before we get into that, burning question, will Bill Belichick be fired after this season? Ooh. Sizzly, Jake, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. The reason why I say that is because he's coming off of a tenure of just being a great coach, right? It's kind of like Nick Saban. Uh, he has a new quarterback that steps in Alabama and the quarterback doesn't like what Nick Saban's doing. And there's some, you know, some some tension, I would say, going on there. And then the Alabama doesn't really win like they normally do because Georgia's crushing as they always been. And then, you know, the AD is like, you know what, Nick Saban done a great job here so far, but we don't think you're winning that much anymore. We'll see you later. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the same for the Patriots. Um you know, I do think Tom Brady leaving, that was a catalyst a bit, right? That was three or four years ago. Mac Jones has stepped in. He has had a chance to step into the, uh, you talk about a Pro Bowl mentions, which is great for him. Um, his his, traje- his trajectory, right, as the quarterback, we'll see where that goes. But I don't think that the Patriots organization, Kraft, should give up on Bill Belichick just yet. But know, though, Jake, that there are coaches on that staff that can step in and be the head coach because – Bill Belichick, like Nick Saban, has created a lot of head coaches uh, in the sports space. So I'm going to say no, Jake. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I'm i going to agree with you, okay? Um, Bill shouldn't be fired. The only reason they even win any games is because of Bill. That is not a good roster. At the same time, Bill is the GM. So maybe he loses his GM spot. I uh, could see something like that where it's like, all right, we want to keep you, but we're going to bring somebody in. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to see it's almost going to be perfectly emulated like the NBA draft. And what I mean by that is people were wondering if Greg Popovich was on his way out, if the Spurs would move on, one of the best coaches in the sport, just like Belichick. And uh, they decide to stick by Popovich and they get the number one pick and they draft uh, Victor Wembenyama, also known as Wemby for short. Probably most of you are going to call him Wemby. So the thing about Wemby is that he's somebody that we were talking about all throughout the NBA season, before the NBA season. Hmm. Who does that sound like, Cam? I think that sounds like the kid at USC, Caleb Williams, Uh. if you ask me. So I think that Caleb Williams is going to end up being the Patriots starting quarterback next year. And Bill Belichick will get a pass. Like, look, this this season was bad, but we're going to get Caleb Williams and we want to see how well you can work with him. So that's why I think it's going to happen. Uh, okay, so a, a nice flash in the pan is that what you're saying. Do you do not think Mac Jones was that flash in the pan for him when Tom Brady left? Or you think he needs another flash in the pan to keep keep his career moving? I think Mac Jones had some moments that kind of made me go, okay, this guy could play. But I think they like Bailey Zappi a little bit more. It's really weird. Like, honestly, I'm at the point where I feel like the Patriots should just throw caution in the wind and trade Mac Jones to the 49ers for Trey Lance. 
because we all know that's who the 49ers wanted to begin with. They just didn't want to get laughed out of the building. So because professionals got scared about what other people thought about their decision, you end up with, well, we'll just take Trey Lance because that's what the consensus thinks we should do. And people can say there's no way they did that, but that's exactly what they did. It's why Trey Lance doesn't really have a role right now. No one knows what his purpose is there. Um, and Mac Jones would have perfectly fit that offense. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at, but I don't think okay. they're going to trade for Trey Lance. I'm just saying that's what I no. would do. I think they're going to be bad enough to get Caleb Williams. Now they're going to have mm-hmm. to trade up. And I think they trade up with Arizona because I think Arizona is going to stupidly stick by Kyler Murray. Mm, okay. And you don't, th- and you don't think Trey. So I just want to go back to Trey Lance really quick. Trey Lance, you talk about injury prone. Him going to the Patriots may not be a great idea because Bill Belichick can't put all his chips on someone who hasn't really stepped into the NFL and found success. And then Kyler Murray, to your point, he is getting hurt, right? He is a bit undersized, similar to Tua. And so they are fighting, you know, those injuries um, throughout their career. So you, do you think they will trade for Kyler Murray at the Cardinals or you think they'll try to switch things up a bit? Yeah, what do you think that's going to look like? Well, I think the Patriots would trade for the number one pick in that sense. I think they'd have to do something different. You can't go out there after this season. You come in fourth, let's say, obviously. Um, (laughs) And then you have Bill Belichick. It's like you either have to gut it all or you have to do something different. So like the Rams. Kind of. But the Rams have a Super Bowl to show for it. Bill Belichick didn't win a Super Bowl without Brady. So like right now they're kind of in this purgatory Titans era where it's like, like, I don't want to be the Tennessee Titans. I don't, I don't want to be the new England Patriots. I want to be the New York jets, right? I want to be the Miami yeah. dolphins. I want to be those. T- I don't even know if I want to be the bills right now. Cause the bills, I don't know what's going on with them. You know what I mean? I think they're going to yeah. be good, but like, we'll get into it. But like it, I I'm over being good. Can you win a super bowl? That's what I'm, I'm interested in the idea of winning super bowls. I'm not interested in the idea of staying competitive for the next five years. I don't care. I want to win. I want to win it all. And so I think the best way to do that is kind of throw caution, the wind and uh, you know, you trade up and get Caleb Williams. I think they will be bad enough where the trade up won't be that hefty and you have your franchise quarterback in the future and you can say what you will, but I don't think Arizona's going to move on from Kyler. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I agree, Jake. And I'm actually, you talk about looking at the Patriots r- roster or really just their draft class that came in just now. The Patriots are known for finding diamonds in the rough. And like looking at, you know, the colleges where these these players have come from, Jake, they are teams, there are teams that South Dakota State, we know that they can play ball, right? You got Western Kentucky, we know they can play ball. You got uh, uh, Chattanooga, right? You got different teams, Houston, you got teams um, that, that aren't at the top of the list usually. So I'm curious when you talk about Bill Belichick being that GM, like I don't really see many Georgia players on this list, right? Or Alabama players on this list. So um, he has an LSU, uh, LSU player and, uh, and a Michigan player, but yeah, this, this, my, this draft is looking for the Patriots. And I feel like more of a culture building piece, right? You talk about the purgatory. So, okay, how can we get, get out of the purgatory? Well, let's get glue guys. All these guys are glue guys, Jake. I'm not sure. And I have I have a standout. I have a sleeper throughout the you know throughout this this um, roster. But they you might be right. They might set, be setting themselves up for next year to get Caleb Williams and kind of have a good group to then support him or whatever quarterback that they bring in. 
and I know Bill Belichick doesn't want to throw in the towel and he's, he doesn't have to. I just don't think that they are a horrible team, but I just don't see them winning a lot of games. And I think that's yeah. really what it comes down to. If they're in the top 10, they're in the, the sweepstakes. They can get Caleb Williams. Um, what I'll say is you look at the, the offense. I think the offensive line has some pieces, right? You have a veteran and Riley Reef you bring in at right tackle. You have Trent Brown on the outside. They they signed Calvin Anderson. I think he provides good depth there. Um, and then the interior, you got Cole Strange, who's a first-round pick in 2022. Uh, David Andrews, who's one of the best yeah. centers in football. And then you have Mike Nwenyu, who some might not know, but the Michigan guard who they got in the sixth round, I interviewed, by the way, uh, in 2020. He is one of the best guards in football. He's phenomenal. So they have that going for them. They added Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't love, like, Devontae Parker being their number one receiver. So, I, I mean, Juju will probably be their guy in the slot. Um, i got some I th- thoughts about that, by the way. Devontae Parker. Okay, I'm excited to hear it. But um, yeah. I will say the offense, they're going to need to run the ball, Cam. They're going to need to run the ball. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I think Ramondre Stevenson has what it takes to be a bell cow. But... And I don't know if I want to mention my sleeper right now, but I, I think I, I will. You know what? Let's let's put yeah. them together. Let's put them together. There you go. Pierre Strong. Look out for Pierre Strong. Uh, South Dakota State, unless I butchered that. Fourth round pick last year. This guy didn't get a ton of opportunity, but when he was used last year, he showed you that breakaway speed. He was my top three. He was top three back in, on my board last year. Um, so I think Pierre Strong is somebody that has what it takes to be a starting caliber NFL running back. And I look at the other guys, J.J. Taylor, Kevin Williams, or sorry, Kevin Harris and, and Ty Montgomery. I know they're looking at Leonard Fournette. Um, personally, I think it's a mistake to go after Fournette. I think they should roll with Ramondre Stevenson and Pierre uh, Strong. Um, and I mean, Ty Montgomery is kind of, over the hill at this point in his career. So it's not like anything I'm looking at, like, Oh, well, Pierre strong can't beat out Ty Montgomery. Like I wouldn't say that, but then their defense cam you go out. You had Christian Gonzalez and Marty Mapu and Keon white bill Belichick went after defense in this draft. And it's very similar to a draft. He would have had when he had Tom Brady. So mm-hmm. there's probably some, there's probably some confidence in this offense for them to go out and get those guys on the defensive side. I think they're really just trying to stack the defense at this point because you, you know, you have guys all over the place, you know, Matthew Judon. Okay. You, you got uh, Josh Uche, right? You got Christian Barmore, who was a second rounder in 2021. Uh, Devon Godchow. You got Dietrich Wise Jr. Jelani Tavai. Jawan Bentley, who doesn't get talked about enough. We've talked about him. Mm-hmm. Kyle Duggar, who was in my top 10 safeties, second round pick at a Lenore Ryan. You know, Marcus Jones, Jonathan Jones. I mean, they got guys all over the place. And um, I like I've said, I don't think this is a bad team. I think it really all comes down to the fact they just don't have a lot of weapons that jump off the page. And Mac Jones is limited. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's limited. And if you're playing six games against Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Tua Tagovailoa. I'm sorry. I'm going to pick all six of them against you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a tough go, Jacob. You mentioned the defense. They're going to have to have to defend those guys twice a year. 
And that's just those are gonna be long days. At the end of the day, they have weapons out the wazoo. They drafted weapons out of the wazoo. You think about the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk about some of the picks up pickups that they have as well at the tight end position. So to help out, you know, dig. So it's gonna be a long day for that Patriots defense, Jake. And um, I've been on the side of the coin where the defense is doing pretty well, but then the offense, you know, the offense isn't doing too well. So the defense is they're spending not only about eighty to hundred reps on the football field and that carries over to the postseason, Jake. Whenever your guys' legs have been have miles on them, it's hard to cover receivers <laughs> in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs because you have the offense hasn't helped you out too much. And I, I do think that might be the case with the Patriots. One of my sleepers, Jake, you talk about the offense, um, Devontae Parker. I know he's not necessarily a sleeper because he's the number one wide receiver, but I do think he does he hasn't really had great production in the NFL. Let's just Let's just be frank here. He hasn't had great production. He was at the Miami Dolphins um, from Louisville. I had a chance to play against him, Jake. So I, I've seen him. I know he's a sleeper because he's torched us, right, himself. with, with He was playing with Teddy Bridgewater, um, and he's torched us. So I know he has it in him. And the fact that he's hung around the Patriots for this, this amount of time, uh, he's in a good spot. But I, I think a guy like Devontae Parker, Jake, I think he's going to find his groove. He's going to go up against the Miami Dolphins uh, two times this year who who are doing quite well. They have some great cornerbacks, uh, Xavier Howard and our guy Jalen Ramsey. So I think he's going to have some fire underneath him, Jake. I think Devontae Parker is going to find his groove. He must find his groove, and I think Mac Jones must get him the football because if not, like you said, it's going to be a long-ass year for the Patriots. They're going to they're gonna be last – I know and normally, Jay, we talk about their wins. I, I think they're going to win about eight, maybe eight to seven games this year, if that. Um, Which could get them top tough. ten. So sure, that keeps them. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm glad you brought that up. I don't want to come off like I'm hating on the Patriots. I don't want to come off like they're they're going to be the ho- the worst team in the league. I very much think that they can win seven, eight games. That's not. Yeah. But, like, at that point, that's a same type of season as last year and the year prior. And it's like, you know what? Let's just trade up and get our guy. And if Arizona is going to stick by Kyler, they're not going to draft Caleb Williams to just see who wins out the starting job. That's stupid. So if that's the case, Patriots trade up in my opinion. Um, I will say Taekwon Thornton, Kayshaun Butte and uh, Malik Cunningham is actually the most interesting to me, Cam former quarterback yeah at louisville who we just yep. talked about udfa if he breaks out in preseason i won't be surprised he moved to wide receiver he's the guy i'm looking out for yeah that's nice that nice nice other sleeper there yeah bro i think it's i'm glad he's making that transition you know to the you know wide receiver position maybe he can play in the slot get you know find an element you know cut tape on about julian element hey julian element played here how did he get open? What did this look like? And figure that out. I'm not saying he's going to be a Julian Edelman, but Julian Edelman, I think he played quarterback back in high school or something like that. So, hey. He played at, it, in college at Kent State. It, there, there you go. There you go. So, <laughs> I think you just figure out, maybe you call Julian, hey, how did you get this done? You know, how does Bill work? And what does that look like? And then you you navigate from there. He has an example. Um, so, why not, why not use it? Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, we had our ours flipped so i had i mean kind of jumbled a little bit i had the jets at one you had the jets at three so let's talk about the dolphins 
who I have at three, you have at two. I'm looking at the Dolphins, and let's be honest here. This third place, like, spot is a playoff team. So this is not me at all, you know, crapping on the fact that the Dolphins could be a really good team this year. I like what they did going out and getting Jalen Ramsey, having the the desire and, and the the bite to them, just, just biting back. Like, you know what? We've seen the Bills kind of just own this division. We went through the Tom Brady era. It's our turn. You know, yeah. we're going to go out and get Jalen Ramsey. We're going to play. We're going to uh, put him next to X uh, Howard. We're going to put him with Brandon Jones and Javon Holland and uh, Kader Kohu and all those guys. And we're also going to go out and we're going to get Cam Smith in the draft and shock everyone because we want the best secondary possible. But on top of that, we have some boys in the interior, like a Raekwon Davis, like a Christian Wilkins, uh, Jalen Phillips. I mean, these are guys that we mentioned in our top tens for positional rankings. So you have Agba still there. Um, I like their linebackers, Baker and and David Long Jr. uh, The other David Long. Um, Right. And the running backs are just all speed. So they got they got speed all over the base paths, if you will. Yeah. When you look at Devon A-Chain, though, um, he feels like he's going to be really good. And he's he's actually my sleeper uh, on, on the uh, Dolphins. I don't know if he is for you. I don't know if that was the point there uh, when, you, when you pointed. But look, Jalen Waddell. Tyreek Hill, you got Mostert, Wilson, Devon A. Chain, okay, and Tua, who I think is a top 10 quarterback, who people are holding back because he is a a quarterback that dealt with some concussions, and he's a left-handed quarterback. I think there are people, so when you you put together the fact that he's a black quarterback, first off, and Mm. then he's left-handed. So this guy is the minority of minorities, essentially, because mm-hmm. there's no left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL cam. Right. I don't. I there might be one somewhere, maybe, but he maybe ain't backups. Starting. Maybe maybe backups. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not starting. Um, I don't know, man. I I I love Tua, and I think if he stays healthy and he's got an offensive line with, you know, Eichenberg and. Teron Armstead, you know, big, big bodied guy on the left tackle spot. Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, and uh, Connor Williams. I mean, they have guys all over the place. So, look, the only thing that I have a little concern over is what they're kind of doing at tight end. I thought they could have gone heavier at tight end. I thought they were going to draft some guys. Saubert and uh, Durham Smythe, while I think they're intriguing guys, they're intriguing two, three guys. I know they got Higgins, actually. They got him in the draft, but it's a sixth-round pick. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I thought they were going to go more like the Bills route and bring in, like, a big-time, uh, you know, tight end, and I don't think they did that. But if that's the only thing that I'm really, like, not loving about them, that's not bad. I have them going 10-7, and 11-6 area. Um, I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they're going to be a problem. I don't think anybody wants to face them. And I think Jalen Ramsey's uh, leadership is going to be invaluable on the, not only on the secondary, but on the defense and the team in general. Yeah, it's going to be infectious, Jake. And what I'm curious about, is it going to be infectious in the right way? That's, that's my question is what is that going to look like on that team? You've got Tyreek Hill, you got big personalities, Xavier Howard. How is that going to fit in? 
Um, are they going to excel? And like I like I mentioned, I got that at number two, um, Jake. I think just kind of seeing the interactions between um, Tua and you know Tua, his team, and then not only his team but also his the leadership there. You know, the leadership at the Dolphins. Um, you know, Mike McDaniel, Yale guy, smart guy. He's very quirky, uh, very different. I think Jalen Ramsey might have mentioned that um, on one of the press conferences. He was like, he's different, but he's him. And that's one thing I really, I really like and appreciate, Jake. A lot of times in football, um, you want to, like, whenever you're in those walls, those hallways, your goal is to survive and to stay there long term. And, you know, when it comes to your personality, you don't really want to go outside of that because, like, oh, I might be looked a certain way. I might get cut. I might get let go. But Mike McDaniel, he is himself through and through, and players see that and respect that. So that's why I think he's going to be able to wheel them to that number two spot um, in this in this uh, conference. And, and you mentioned A-Chain. I gave you the point there. You know, we talk about who's your sleeper. What does that look like? Um, he's he's someone, Jake, that I, that I have my eye on. I think we were talking about just these players coming out of the draft. He was he was one of my guys. Um, we talk about 4-3 speed, Jake. I'm like, come on, man. You, you're playing with Mostert as well, who's going to be able to show you how to utilize that speed from the backfield, which is excellent. And then you've got Tyreek Hill, who's going to get you even quicker and even faster on the field, man. It's it's going to be dangerous. Too. Come on, man. And Waddle and Waddle's a guy who I really respect. I mean, coming out of the draft, um, I think he wanted to play in the uh, the championship hurt right in Alabama, but they're like, hey, you got to keep it easy. So just his grit, his leadership, I think is going to be infectious as well. I mean, I would want to just sit in the sit on the practices, Jake, at Miami, right? Of course, in the shade, you know, have some water with me. But I just <laughs> want to be a fly on the wall at those practices because I'm sure it'll be high level intensity. Um, it'll be very interesting. And, and one thing too, I want to mention on the defensive side, Jake. Let's not forget about Chubb, Jake. I know he was he's had some injuries and he's been oh, working yeah. through some things. But I mean, to think about you have someone that can get the quarterback the football back. Chubb is that guy, big money guy, um, and he's great in the community. So I just really like this Dolphins team, um, what they're building. And like you said, they've always been the butt of every joke. Um, you know, everything that's been going on with uh, with Flores and just that, that whole organization, it has been very tough for them, the whole Tom Brady piece. So I, I, I like the swing that they're on, and hopefully they can dethrone the champs in the Bills. Like I got them at number one. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, and the funny thing is, you know, it's like, they, you know, the whole Brady thing, and that was after, I believe, Tampa, right? The Brady yeah. tampering. Yeah. It worked out better for Miami. They still have Tua. They didn't ruin anything with Tua. I mean, yeah, okay, they, they lost a pick or whatever, and that was obviously really bad, but like what they've been able to do to bounce back, to go out and get Mike McDaniel, who put them in the playoffs their first year when let's be honest, did they really deserve to be in the playoffs? I don't know. Mike McDaniel really did a nice job coaching that team up. And, and really, I, I will say they did actually, because losing Tua, they had to kind of figure things out. Bridgewater was hurt. So, you know, it, it was, it was not a fun time to be a Dolphins fan last year, especially because we all know if Tua played, uh, they would have beaten the Bills in the playoffs. They were very same, close. Same thing for the 49ers too, Jake, right? I think we're starting to see like that theme, you know, and it's like when your starting quarterback goes out, like how good is your head coach? Can he work with someone else that, you know, that's not as talented but can get it done? You think about the Rams and Baker Mayfield coming in. Sean McVay, a tough year, but he was able to 
her in a bad situation or a damn horrible situation <laughs> into a somewhat like palatable situation. So yeah, Mike McDaniel, great job by him. And like you said, flipping the script when his quarterback got hurt. I mean, they were in that game with Skylar Thompson. I will yep. not forget. That's one of the most memorable playoff games for me. I is drilled in my brain because I could not believe they were in that game. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? mean, got to make it work, bro. Next, next man up. And I think we've always said this quarterback is currency, but also having a great head coach, <laughs> that is currency as well. So, yeah. um, you know, hey, uh, you know, this the next team I think we're going to talk about. They have a great head coach as well. I think all these all these teams do. So we'll, we'll see how they oh, yeah. figure out. Yeah, well, I mean, let's go to the Bills, who are my number two. They're your number one. Um, I think the issue with the Bills is not talent, obviously. It's not coaching because I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Sean McDermott. I met him at the Senior Bowl a few years ago, and he's a really nice guy. Very easy to root for somebody like that. Um but I just have concerns because it's like this team has so much, you know, you go through it and you're like, okay, you know, Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis and, you know, they have Josh Allen, James Cook, and the offensive line looks pretty good from, you know, Spencer Brown, Bates, you know, Morse, uh, McGovern, Dawkins, even having David Edwards in the back end, and then David Kessenberry, as well as Osiris Torrance. So they got a lot of yeah. depth in the trenches there. Defensive line looks crazy. I mean, you got Greg Russo, you got Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Von Miller, you got Matt Milano, who was a all pro last year, Tredavious White, Kyer Elam, Teron Johnson, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. They go out and they sign Taylor Rapp. This is a really good looking team. And oh, let's not forget Leonard Floyd. So they look really good, Cam. They added Puna yeah. Ford as well as Shaq Lawson they have and, and Boogie Basham. They got names all over the place. They're loaded. They're one of the best teams in the league, but they can't get over the hump. And how can I sit here and act like that's going to change any different this year? It didn't look close. The Bengals looked like the better team. They went into Buffalo last year and they beat the brakes off them. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like going into this year, you, you can't be super like biased, like recency bias, like from last year. It's just hard to me because it's like Bill's fans are, they want the Super Bowl and that's what they should want. But it's like, I don't know what to make of this team because players, talent, coaching is not the issue. I think it really comes down to, well, I'd say coaching is the issue, but it's more play calling. And I think Sean McDermott's great. But, and I, I think I said this to you, but last year, Ken Dorsey has to get better as an offensive play caller. Okay. Um, the DC room is vacant. Leslie Frazier's gone. So I actually think the defense is going to be more creative. I think it's going to be more in tune with the modern day of football. Uh, and that's not a knock on Frazier. I thought he was very good, but it's the idea of now Sean McDermott gets to do what he does best, right? And call defensive yeah. plays and really develop, you know, have more three safety. You know, I think that's going out and signing Taylor Rapp was not just, hey, let's have, you know, some protection in case DeMar Hamlin gets hurt again. It was the fact that, hey, we're going to use Damar Hamlin. We're going to we're going to use Marlowe. You know, we're going to use Maiden in all likelihood. 
when they got Taylor Rapp, it told me, Cam, that they are going to go with more three safety looks that they didn't have last year. So in my opinion, that is an upgraded defense that to today's standards, because I think you need to play with three safeties, you know, and I think that the biggest thing now, it's all in Ken Dorsey's hands. Josh Allen as well. And here's why. Kincaid was a huge pickup. Love Kincaid. Dawson Knox is a red zone threat. And, you know, you go out, you get Damian Harris. You have Naeem Hines. Running back room looks good. Biggest issue is that on third and one, taking those shots deep down the field. Now you have to punt on fourth and one. Ken Dorsey wants to go for it all. I get it. He's got Josh Allen. He's got the big arm. Stop. You got to (laughs) manage the game better. I mean, they lost games that they should have won. They won games they should have lost because, you know, Josh Allen became Josh Allen. But there's also an issue with Josh Allen. And I said this before. Two years ago, I said Josh Allen is doing more than Patrick Mahomes. And what I meant by that was when I watched Josh Allen, he's not making the mistakes he was making. Okay. I was a big believer that Josh Allen was going to be a bust. It's, it's out there. I don't care who knows it. I'm going to be open and honest. Josh Allen two years ago stopped turning the ball over and started playing like smart football as a quarterback. I have my legs, but I'm going to use them to set up the throw. And I'm going to use them to set up a throw that is this guy's open. I watched Mahomes two years ago, and I'm like, when they lost to the Bengals... Mahomes lost him the game. That throw to Tyreek Hill was ill-advised in over overtime, and it was cocky-armed. It was whoop. And, like, why are we throwing it to Tyreek Hill in double coverage? Oh, go get it, Tyreek. You're not wide open. You have to jump up. That's not his strength. He is a speedster. He is not six foot five Calvin Johnson. So then this past year happens, Cam, and I see... Patrick Mahomes has turned into a god, and he's not making those dumb throws. He still looks casual throwing the ball because that's just the way he throws it. But now he's been smarter with those. And then I see Josh Allen, and I'm like, man, is it Ken Dorsey? Because the moment this guy took over as offensive coordinator, Josh Allen started turning over the ball like crazy. And he was making these throws that he shouldn't be making. And he was doing things that he didn't need to be doing. When they're up by a lot, look at the Rams game. Week one, they blow out the Rams. They went 31-10. to 10. But Josh Allen got picked off, what, three times? It's unacceptable. <laughs> so if, yeah. if, a, if a better team in that instance played the Bills on that night, the result is completely different. Because teams will take advantage of those turnovers. So I think it really, the biggest issue remains to be Ken Dorsey. Because now that, uh, what's his face? Uh, Dable. No, no, Dable's in uh, New York. That's why New York was in the playoffs, because he's a great coach. We kind of assume that the young guy, the up-and-coming guy, is always going to be really good. And like, oh, we can't wait for the, the prospect. And we let the guy go. But there's a very, very high chance that Ken Dorsey is not even close to as good as uh, Dable was. Yeah, Jake, that's fair. A lot of times I think about the Bills. The scene that sticks out in my mind, Jake, 
is the last drive against the Chiefs. I think it was about two years ago. And the Bills defense, they just shot the bet. <laughs> like, let's just keep it 100. Patrick Mahomes and that offense did what they wanted. And it was kind of scary because it's like each play, they earned a first down. They were like at their own 20. They earned a first down each play, big chunk yards, and found a way to get to the end zone, Jake. And it was like there was no disruption. There was nothing that with I was able to throw the Chiefs off. And I looked at, I was looking like, Leslie, Leslie Frank, she's like, what are you doing up there? Like, literally, what are you doing? And I think that show from his departure this past year, Sean McDermott taking over, Jake, at the end of the day, sometimes co- players have to overcome coaching. But, Jake, that can only get you so far. When you're going against the Chiefs, you need everybody to play ball. You need the coaches to play ball. You need the people that are cooking the food to play ball. You need the janitors. You need everybody to be the best that they can be. And that game, they got outcoached, not outplayed. They got outcoached. And I think we're, we saw that this past year as well, right? I The picture that sticks out of my mind is Diggs throwing his hands up, right? Because he didn't get the ball as, as much as he needed to. And, talk, and we're talking about Dorsey. Is Dorsey equipping his, a player, his players mentally before each game? What does that look like? Because the decisions that they're making as in Josh Allen, they aren't great. Like you mentioned, too many turnovers. They, playing the Rams first game of the season, you shouldn't turn the ball over that much. Like, I know your first game, you know, you're so fine. The Rock is, is screaming, you know, talking, endorsing his movie Black Adam. Like, there's a lot going on, a lot of distractions. I get that. But great coaches, great organizations, they get their players focused, Jake. And so I think when you think about Josh Allen, I know they said, hey, don't run as much, right? We want you to throw the ball a little bit more. They got Kincaid to help him out with that. But I do think at the end of the day, great coaching is going to is going to be what gets you to that next level. And I have a question about Philadelphia Eagles. They lost their coordinators. What is that going to look like? The Chiefs, they went, um, you know, they their coordinator went to the Washington football team. So, or one of their offensive coaches did. So, what is that going to look like, right? And so I think yeah. we can't we can't overlook. The chefs in the kitchen, Jake. These coordinators are super valuable, and they can be the reason why players and teams lose these football games. I think you can look at it in terms of it is a silver lining as a fan. If you see a certain guy leave, you're like, oh, well, we'll just promote this guy. Now this guy gets an opportunity. It's not always, you know, grass isn't always greener on the other side, you know? And so, I, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to, like, completely tear Dorsey to shreds. I just feel like this team, and it hasn't just been Dorsey. This team has fallen short, but they were a lot closer before than they were last year. Because last yep. year, at home against the Bengals, that should have been a W, and they instead looked like they were rattled. They never got things going, and Dorsey was panic calling is what I would call it. You yeah. had Devin Singletary, who I think is an underrated running back. You don't have many more, but you still have good running backs. Run the damn ball. Establish the run. I don't know why. It's like, yeah, we ran nine times. We're good. That's been the Bills' offense. We'll run nine times, and then we'll have Josh Allen run it 12 times, and we'll have Josh Allen throw 50 bombs. No, like have more of a balanced approach. I get you have Josh Allen, but you have to protect him. Yeah, and that's why the running backs aren't valued that much, Jake, because they're like coaches, like let the quarterback run the football. And then, you know, we talk about just the running back market right now. They're trying to get contracts. And someone mentioned to me, they were like, the reason why these running backs aren't really getting their money is like 
the thought it could be is because you got guys like Lamar Jackson, you got Jalen Hurts, guys that can run the football. And so I think it's a little backwards, Jake, of kind of what we used to be used to, what we're used to seeing. And these quarterbacks are worth a lot of money. So like, let's keep them safe, like you said. Well, and also you can't you can't play, you know, with the the play action. So it's like yeah. I can't do play action if I can't run the ball. So it's or they if I'm not running respect the ball, it. no one will yeah. respect it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, play action here, defense. You'll totally assume that I'm handing off to James Cook, even though he's touched the ball four times today, and uh, we've thrown it fifty. Like that. That's the thing. And so I think Dorsey. I don't know if it's because he's a former quarterback in the NFL or what, but he needs to get that through his head that like <laughs> you're gonna have to run the ball in order to win. So let's uh, let's just say this. Uh, did you did you give your uh, sleeper because mine was Taylor Rapp believe it or not I think Rapp is going to be really good in that defense I think the issue with the Rams is that he had to be the guy uh, a lot of injuries uh, we talk about it all the time Jordan Fuller just hasn't been able to stay healthy so Taylor Rapp all of a sudden goes from being a really nice chess piece to being your number one safety out on an island kind of just in you know in harm's way so I like him being covered by guys like Micah Hyde Jordan Poyer two guys that are arguably top 10 safeties in the league play at a high level if they stay healthy you know he's going to be in a great spot to be that third safety alternating getting giving different looks out for Sean McDermott now um you know with DeMar Hamlin and so and and Dean Marlowe so I actually I like them going out and getting Taylor Rapp I think he'll be a sleeper could play him at the pseudo linebacker spot I think it'd be perfect for him I like that, Jake. Um, and I think about Taylor Rapp coming from the Rams. Is keep it. We, we do the believe in Rams show, so like stick with us here. But Taylor Rapp being in that defense, really smart guy, right? Watching the Rams, seeing his success there, he does find his way in interceptions. Great job in the red zone. He's a smart guy. He could be considered a quarterback, the second quarterback of the defense. And I think about Eric Weddle, Jake, right, going to the Rams, calling the plays, calling the defenses, and I can see Taylor Rapp maybe evolving into that type of player. We hope, but Taylor Rapp, I can see him playing that nickel, that nickel linebacker sometimes playing in the slot. Maybe if he has to, I know the speed there might be a, a matchup issue for him, but hey, stick him out there. You play safety, you play DB, like go out there and cover him. But like you said, he can come in, play the box if he needs to. So I agree with you, um, you know, running that kind of like that 4-2 defense with that that third linebacker being him, um, that that is a great move by, by, their, by the Bills. And my sleeper, Jake, who I have on my side, I got Travis Howard, Jake, the linebacker, coming from from the Rams as well. <laughs> We're sticking to the Rams, sticking to the script here. But Howard, I do believe, you know, with the, with the departure um, of our guy coming, going to the uh, – I can't think of his name right now, Jake. He went to the Bears. Uh, he has a couple brothers, um, Dreadhead. Oh, what? Uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Ed- Edmonds, the Edmonds brother. Thank you. Edmonds brother going to the bill uh, going to the Bears from the Bills. There's a big hole that's there. So I think hopefully Travis can step in and and support with that. Jake and one of the things that really sticks out to me for him, I know he doesn't stay healthy. That's the minus, but my man can cover. My man is more so of that cover linebacker. He reminds me a little bit of a Corey Littleton. I don't think he's as tall as Corey, but Corey Littleton, he could cover his tail off, right? He can blitz, he can tackle, but more so he can cover his tail off. Levante David, one of the more better cover linebackers that I know as well. And 
Travis, I can see that in him, right? I can see him going out and cover the running back or the tight end that goes and becomes that number one. He's going to get some good practice in, in training camp with Kincaid covering him as well. So um, I like him as my sleeper, Jake, and uh, I'm curious to see how he does and how this Bills defense does. That's going to be the game changer. Can the Bills defense hold back the Jets? Can they hold back a lot of these teams in the AFC and then also in the NFC as well? So we'll see. I'm going to say they can't, Cam. I know you got them at two. I got them at number one. I think the New York Jets last year, I said it all year long, but if they had an average quarterback or just average quarterback play, they're in the playoffs. Uh, That defense Hmm. is one of the best in the NFL, if not the best. Uh, it is it is incredible. I mean, just what they've been able to build. And I think, you know, when you look at just how uh, McCagnan had them uh, not looking very good, Joe Douglas steps in as GM and he's just completely changed everything for them. Uh, Jeff Ulbrich gets to deal with a lot on that defense. I mean, you talk about, you know, rookie of the year, defensive, they had two rookie of the years, uh, defensive rookie of the year, sauce Gardner, who just completely sets the tone in that secondary. He makes it easier for the pass rush to get to the quarterback. Uh, you have him playing off of, or rather the other guy playing off of him. Who's no slouch himself. Definitely. I would say a top 15 corner in DJ Reed. Uh, who's just kind of been passed around like he's not worth something, even though he is. Um, Michael Carter II is also, you know, very solid. And then you have Jordan Whitehead, uh, a guy you know from Tampa. uh, Very good player. He, Yeah, Yeah. he can hit. He's (laughs) he's an enforcer. They also went out and got Adrian Amos. Now, here's the the thing that sucks is they went out and they traded a late-round pick to go out and get Chuck Clark. Loved that move. Chuck Clark towards ACL. So Amos was a late signing, but he did get in before training camp. So he's going to be integrated and everything in that. You also have Ashton Davis. The hope is the third round pick from 2020 is going to able to, you know, develop in some way. It is more of a three safety league. Like we talk about. So there still could be a role for him. They like Sherwood. They like uh, CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams as their three. I'm going to say my sleeper is Chaz Surratt. He is a guy that, kind of chilled on their practice squad last year former third round pick out of unc this is somebody that i think is he has a potential to be that next man up or start in some capacity um they spend a little bit extra on him on that practice squad to keep him so I always look at stuff like that. I know they also got Zaire Barnes, but I I'd like him. Will McDonald, I don't have to say anything here. If you guys have been following us, we love Will McDonald. I thought the pick was great at 15. I think you get somebody who can play right away. You have Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers. You got, um, you know, uh, J- Jermaine Johnson, last year's first-round pick. So the defense is littered with talent. Quentin Williams just signed that contract. You know, you got Quentin yeah. Johnston, you, or, sorry, Quentin Jefferson, who I think is underrated interior defense alignment, as well as Solomon Thomas. Um, a lot to work with on defense. I didn't even mention Bryce Huff, who I think is a stud. So then you look at the offense and you're like, okay, well, you got Garrett Wilson. You got Alan Lazard. You got Miko Hardman, who I'm really excited to see those two on like a new team. Like at least yeah. Miko Hardman, because it's weird. While I think he could have thrived with Patrick Mahomes, he just never was utilized the way he should have been. So uh, Hardman, Lazard Wilson is coming off his offensive rookie of the year season. They still have Corey Davis. They have Randall Cobb. Um, and the big one here, they got Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. 
Brees Hall was leading the league before he tears his ACL last year uh, in rushing, and he's back. Michael Carter, Israel Abanacanda, Zonovan Knight. They got guys all over the place. Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama, guys that have experience. I mean, especially Uzama playing in the Super Bowl uh, with the the Bengals. The biggest concern I think people have right now is with the offensive line because they're they're a little unproven. It's like a mixture, right? So we don't know what's going to happen at left and right tackle. There's a chance they can move Mackay Becton to left tackle. Uh, there's a chance they're going to stick with Dwayne Brown, who's only played left tackle for his career. So let's just assume that's the case. Lincoln Tomlinson's coming off a bad season, Cam. It was bad. He is somebody that adds some veteran leadership. He comes from the 49ers, so you bring over that culture with Sala. But he did not work out last year, so he needs to step up in a big way. They go out and they got Tipman, uh, who you and I both like, Joe Tipman in the draft. Second round, beautiful pick i think he starts right out of the gate connor mcgovern either starts who was a top 10 center last year in my opinion or he's going to be a really really high priority backup and then you have elijah vera tucker who can play all over the line of scrimmage essentially first round pick in 2021 and makai becton so this jets team is is just loaded it's just loaded from top to bottom uh, the offensive line, I really don't think is as bad as some people are saying. They got Schweitzer. They got Max Mitchell. They got uh, Car- uh, Carter Warren, who is somebody I think you brought up. Um, they have so much talent. Billy Turner started a bunch of games in the NFL. I'm just not really worried about any level because Aaron Rodgers like, had his probably his worst season in years last year. But like the Packers didn't make the playoffs. I mean, it wasn't good in green Bay before that. He won back to back MVPs. I don't think he fell off a cliff cam. I think he's coming back with a vengeance. And I think the jets are going to get at least some sort of that MVP back to back Aaron Rodgers. And if that's the case, it's a wrap as they say. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got a couple of things for you, Jake. I got four things for you. Maybe three, one, it's going to be interesting to see how Aaron does this year. Similar to Tom Brady. Tom Brady came back, went to the Buccaneers, won a championship his first year. The first couple of games was a struggle. Then they got on the same page. So I'm curious, can Aaron Rodgers get on the same page with his coordinator, with the team, straight out the gate? What does that look like? So Jake, well, I will say that the reason why I have them third is I think the second year for Aaron, that's when he's going to find success. His first year, I'm not so sure. Second thing, Jake, is – the Jets have Robert Sala. Let's not overlook that. Coming from the 49ers, finding his way to the Jets. He's turned that ship all or jet all the way around. Like that plane is now flipped around, going in the right direction. So I don't want to overlook that. A lot of times when teams do well, they do bad. I know the quarterback is the first person to look at, but you gotta look at the head coach. You gotta look at the coordinators first. Then you look at the you look at the quarterback. And I think that's how things should go. Robert Sala, he's the guy for the job. And I mean, coach of the year at some point, I hope, hopefully he wins it. He might've won already. I'm not sure, but he's one of my favorite coaches to see in the NFL. So I'm really excited for him. And then we go to our sleepers, Jake. Um, um, ben Canyon, uh, the running back, Israel. I, I had him, Izzy. I had him as my number one, um, Jake, as my number one sleeper. But I think there's no real secret with him, right? He has home run, home run speed. Um, I, I think one of the mentions I have for him is that Alvin Kamara excitement. So there's no secret there, but one person I want to call out, you mentioned him recently and I changed it. My sleeper, CJ Uzama. 
Okay, now, Jake, let me give you a little bit of history about C.J. Uzama. So I think I mentioned to you, I played football in Gwinnett County in Georgia. C.J. played for North Gwinnett High School in, in Georgia. So not only can he play tight end pretty well, he's 6'5", you know, can run, knows routes, but he played quarterback back in high school, Jake. And so when I say he was an absolute problem at quarterback, like you talk about, you know, drop back to pass the football and then go run, like bringing him down was a, a total nightmare. Uh, I can remember this one play, quick story. Um, there's a play where he's, like I said, he's backing up and I'm dropping back as well. And he starts to run. He breaks out breaks out towards me, but then I see him kind of like veer to the side. So I'm like, wait, why is he turning that way to go run? And at that time, my vision wasn't great. And little do you know, there's a wide receiver coming to blindside block me. So hit me. I had blood in my mouth and everything. CJ goes and scores. So after that experience, I was like, okay, this guy is the man. Um, he goes to Auburn, does really well, and then um, goes goes to the Bengals championship and now with the Jets. So Aaron Rodgers has a great target, um, a great person, and I do think he's going to be a, a big-time sleeper. And hopefully we see him on a Pro Bowl team at some point. But that's my sleeper, Jake. Um, and then fourth, like I said, the reason why I have them there is I'm not sure if Aaron Rodgers can, can turn that ship around that quickly. I think this. I think I said going back to my number one. I think year two for him will be the year, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I have them in the AFC title game against the Bengals, and I think everyone knows by now. I have the Bengals winning the Super Bowl, so I have them just missing. And I think Aaron Rodgers has everything there. This team is ready, and what I will say is that there's not really anything. There might be an adjustment to a degree, but he's working with the same OC in Nathaniel Hackett, who he's, you know, he's used to. And so, you know, when you, you look at those back-to-back MVP seasons, those were with Nathaniel Hackett. So I don't know. I, I think he's going to have a really good year. I think there's definitely a chance that maybe he did hit a wall, but I, I don't see it, but I will say there, there's a chance. This is very, very similar to Tom Brady's last year in New England. Last year, Aaron Rodgers didn't have his best year. Tom Brady, his last year in New England, wasn't his best year. Needed a change of scenery. Goes over to Tampa. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL again. Yep. Sometimes you just need a little push. Yeah. We'll see. I like that Nathaniel Hackett. I'm glad you brought that up because it's going to be a little bit easier for him for sure. Um, I just I just do think that the Bills, they're similar to like, I want to say the Jet, like the Nuggets that just won recently, but like the Nuggets were kind of in a similar situation. They're like, hey, Jokers won the MVP. How come y'all aren't, you know, going to the chip? What does that look like? And they finally got it done. So I think they'll kind of have a similar journey to the uh, to the Nuggets where like they kind of get close, you know, they got, we got Aaron Rodgers, but we didn't really get it done this year. But then finally they, they cracked the code. So. We'll see, Jake, right? But we'll have our fantasy football going. We'll be able to to get going there as well. You drafting Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I might. We'll see, Jake. I might. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I'm betting on the Bills, you. man. I'm, I'm, I'm betting on the Bills to turn stuff around because if not, I think Biggs is gone. Now, I don't think that community wants that. So, we'll see. Yeah, that, that will be very, very interesting to monitor that whole Diggs situation. If things go haywire and to be fair they had injuries last year but things go haywire he could be a deadline deal but who knows i won't go and speculate on that uh anyway that's gonna do it 
before we get out of here, just a special happy birthday because apparently only really good Rams players were born on every day. Uh, <laughs> it's another Ram, and it is uh, Henry Ellard, who should be in the Hall of Fame, Ken, uh turned 62 today. Two-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, 814 receptions, 13,777 yards, and 65 touchdowns. Not a Hall of Fame receiver. But happy birthday. You belong there. Yeah, big hen dog. Happy birthday. (laughs) So that's going to do it for us. Uh, See you guys next time. You guys take care. And uh, I think next time we'll talk about uh, NFC East. Later, folks. (laughs) Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.